Hello, and thank you for listening to Girl Wonder. My name is Joe Rochelle, and I'm just your everyday girl talking about your favorite webtoons. If you read webtoons all the time and you are still craving more content, then you're absolutely in the right place. In this episode, we are discussing episodes 83 through 90 of the webtoon Let's Play. A lot has happened and it's worthy of discussion. Joining me in this episode will be my husband, Josh. But before we start, our top cities that have listened to this podcast the most in the last seven days are Monroe, Louisiana, Mexico City, Mexico, Tegucigalpa, Honduras, Cebu City, Philippines, Las Vegas, Nevada, Scottsdale, Arizona, and Humble Bake, Denmark. Thank you guys so much for listening. All right, let's get into it. So this podcast has been on hiatus for a little while, and there have been seven full episodes of Let's Play that we have not discussed at all. So I wanted to bring my husband around and talk a little bit about what's been going on in Let's Play because he's all caught up, and I wanted a discussion partner so that we can share our feelings on what's going on in this really wonderfully written webtoon. So without further ado, here is Josh. Hello. So we're going to go through this pretty chronologically, but what were some things that stood out between episodes 83 and 90 of Let's Play for you? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is what made me laugh out loud. And do you remember? It was the anxiety humping her head. (laughs) That was pretty funny. I like that. Yeah. I didn't even describe it that way, but that's kind of what was happening. Uh Anxiety was... Hump, hump, hump. (laughs) I still... My poor self did not recognize that, Uh (laughs) but that's what's happening. And you said out loud, you're like, anxiety is humping your head. Mm -hmm. It was funny. That was good. Uh, The next thing, I think... Okay. First thing was Charles um, sort of turned himself around. Hmm. In, in my heart. Really? I mean, not totally. He's still a complicated guy who I, I don't know if I'd want him dating my sister or something. But For those of you who don't know, Josh has not been a huge advocate of Charles. And when we met up with Mongi, the creator of Let's Play, during our LA Comic Con visit, she was saying that a lot of men tend to not be into Charles too much. And Josh is one of those men. So I'm, I'm really mm-hmm. surprised right now. Go on, please. Yeah, he's he's been a little too handsy, a little too forceful in my book. But this time, I mean, just spending so much time now with Sam. Yeah. And like you're getting to the point now where you're like, I want you to stop being so afraid of being yourself in a room. So I appreciate Charles um, being very direct about that. She lacks the confidence that she needs. And I do feel like Charles, he he has all the steps that it takes to gain confidence. Like he knows what those are. Say something right. you love about yourself. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Let's let's go back into our chronological um, recap of this, you know, series. So episode 83, Link told Sam she's not attractive and she had to react to that. What did you think when Link said that? I remember we were wa- reading that episode together when it first came out. I thought it was really harsh, hmm. right? I don't find you attractive. I mean, there are other ways to say, like, I just want to be friends. I don't see a romantic relationship here. It just doesn't, I don't have those feelings. I think there's there's better ways of saying than I don't find you attractive. I know he was put on the spot because he wasn't expecting her offer to go upstairs. So he was 
sort of made the best out of a like emotional crisis mm -hmm. but yeah that, the, my 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 instinct was it could have been better i appreciate that link i appreciate that he didn't go upstairs with her when he doesn't right. like her at all because some people would you know in mm -hmm. the real world and link is not that type of guy he's gonna stop it here if he's not really interested in her romantically I do think it was harsh, and I remember talking about that in the last podcast episode before the hiatus, and it, it was harsh. It would really hurt my feelings to have someone say it in that way. So, But also better hurt feelings now than, like, complicated, messy feelings later. I agree. Yeah. He didn't move forward. Mm -hmm. He didn't move forward. He wanted to stop it here and have a clean break, and that was good. I want to share a Link quote from this episode. He says, trying to kiss you is like trying to kiss a sister or a cousin. It just feels wrong. <laughs> Do you feel like that was a little too harsh as well? Or would you say that in a situation like Link's? Yeah. I mean, I guess too harsh, a little too vivid. I mean, <laughs> it's like, has he ever tried to kiss his sister or a cousin in that way? Does he really know? What that feels like? I mean, I think what it is with Link is that he's just saying he's he's being very blunt in this moment. Mm -hmm. I think what he's doing is correct. The yeah. way he's doing it is incorrect. Yeah. In fairness to him, it's like a tough, you know, quick decision he has to make and put these words together. Yeah. It's not like he had time to write this out in a letter. Link is not a public speaker. That's mm -hmm. not his profession. And... I do think Sam got super family zoned by him <laughs> in this yeah. moment, and that's a little rough. It's okay. I wasn't. I, they weren't my my OTP, so it's okay. That's not your ship. Mm -mm. It was my ship a little bit, but you know how I am. I'm always with the main character. I kind of go with like whatever ship she's into right now. Mm -hmm. I'm into right now. I want her to be happy, right? As long as it's not like bad for her. Mm -hmm. I see Dimitri coming out of the fog. Down on the horizon. We're, we'll get there. But that one man who is the client in the meeting, Josh feels like there's a ship happening. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get there. Just just hold on. So my next question is about um, Marshall in the hospital bed mm -hmm. and Kidders from Sam's game. That, ki that mm -hmm. cat kind of shows up and does this thing with the heart. What was your reaction to that? What is your interpretation of the black heart? Every time he takes gives Marshall a new heart, the heart is black, but then Marshall wakes up screaming. I don't know. I want to hear your what's your interpretation. Okay. I think that Marshall is worried that something's wrong with him. I think Marshall has depression. Mm. And I think that he, because of that, he feels like there's something fundamentally wrong with him. I remember something that really stands out to me. I can't remember which episode it's in, but he looks at Sam's dog who doesn't like him and is like, sometimes I don't like me either, Bowser, he says to the dog. And that was just something that made me feel like Marshall's still working through loving who he is as well. It's a similar journey to Sam's and they're very parallel in that way. And so him being like, your heart is just wrong. <laughs> Even if someone gave you a whole new heart, you would blacken it in a second. Because it's from Marshall's perspective, Marshall's nightmare, I have a sense that he just thinks something's wrong with himself and he doesn't know how to fix it. Mm -hmm. No, I think that sounds very right. I, My first, like, I think you did a better job because I forgot I guess, you know, in my reading, I forgot that this was all Marshall's head creating this character. And I was like, okay, this is a mystical dream moment. There's some, like, you know, 
outside perspective happening for Marshall to get a sense of himself. But really, it's just his depression mm-hmm. sort of pushing its own agenda on him. I mean, it could be the author giving us some insight into the future, but that's a sad future for Marshall. Mm. And also, he's in the hospital because his heart isn't working. So I could see him having anxiety dreams about that. I have anxiety dreams about things that are happening constantly. Like after we finished our film, all I dreamt about was like directing the film and having things go wrong. Mm -hmm. So I think from his perspective, if you see it that way, that's how you can interpret it. So moving on to episode 84, Charles, he critiques Sam's outfit at work. That's like the first thing that happens. She's in this Mm -hmm. new position as his assistant. And a part of me feels like Charles has a point. She can't just like cower in her clothes and like hunch over and have her arms crossed and look really not confident as his assistant. I mean, she's the daughter of the president of the company. I agree with him. And then a part of me still is like, someone has to teach you these things, but maybe not your boss. How do you feel? <laughs> right. And you know, I'm, it's so conflicting. I know I me. had that exa- exact same thought pattern. It was like, I'm glad that somebody is doing this for Sam. Me too. I'm like, Sam, I, I try to imagine what it would be like for Sam to not have a person like this in her life mm-hmm. at all. And that's rough. But I'm also like, this should not be her boss, though. If I was somebody's boss, I would not be anywhere near this conversation with them, you know? Yeah. I mean, you and I have, we're the type of people who have these really clear boundaries, especially when it comes to workplace stuff mm-hmm. and just other people other than you and me. We have these clear boundaries, but not everyone is like that. And so I don't think Charles is trying to do anything shady here by telling no. her, stand up straight, you know, Mm-mm. speak with confidence like yourself Mm -hmm. that's good advice no it's great advice and sam needs to hear it i'm glad she's getting it even if it's like in a sort of messy delivery scenario i'm glad she's getting it even if it's from someone who she might be forming a crush on right and this this was yeah well she's forming a crush complicated but also this is what sort of started changing my opinion of charles Mm -hmm. i mean i think this is him being the most um, directly helpful for Sam. You know it's what I true. mean? Everything I agree. has always been like, maybe he's trying to move up his position in the company or whatever. Um, but this was like, was like, finally, somebody is saying this to Sam and forcing mm-hmm. her to, to get some affirmations in. I felt like when I was reading it, I thought that you might not like how Charles was doing it because he was saying, your outfit's okay, but it's not even good enough or something like that. That's how it started. But he doesn't mean it in a way – he's not trying to tear her down. He's trying to build her up. And so that's what you can tell he's genuinely trying to do. So episode 85 is all about Marshall and Monica. And they're having a conversation. Monica asks if Marshall is ashamed of her because, you know, his sister showed up at the hospital. She had no idea who she was. She already knows that his fans have no idea that she exists in his life. What do you feel about that conversation? Who's in the right? Who's in the wrong? That was a very good conversation because I was like, this is how a relationship really is. Because my first instinct was that Marshall is in the hospital room. Why are you like trying to start a fight right now? But I also see Monica's point of view. I've been Monica so many times in our relationship where... And you have two where it's it's not the right time to feel upset, but nonetheless, like that's just how you feel. 
and you have to talk about it. You have to bring it up or else it just like gets buried as resentment. So I thought this was a really nice, mature scene, complicated. Um, and I'm glad they worked it out together. And I think the timing is the thing. Yeah. There can be awful times to bring something up, but it's been the crux of your relationship. It's been the one thing that you can't agree on that needs to come up, especially because it got triggered at the hospital. She showed up and Marshall's sister had no idea who she was. And that was embarrassing for her. And that's why she's crying. And so it's so sad. I, I do feel for Monica because she's made it clear again and again and again that she would love to have this relationship be public. And if it can't be public, can your family at least know? But then Marshall's response is, my family's kind of messed up. She's like, everyone's family's messed up, mm-hmm. Marshall. Right. Do, do you believe, Marshall, that that's his reason? I think he believes it's his reason, but deep, deep down, deep, deep down, there might be something that it's maybe not shame, mm-hmm. but he's like, this isn't the one for me. Right. Something like that. I don't think that's, that's the how whole it works reason. in real life. I don't think the whole reason is my, my family's weird and my fans won't understand. I or bet whatever. his family is weird. I don't mm-hmm. think his family's going to be normal. There's been so many hints that his parents, you know, there there are hints that his family is, is the way he says. But at the end of the day, Marshall, when you see your girlfriend crying right. about the relationship being a secret, when she just so badly wants to be with you and have you be proud of her, I was surprised at the end that he wasn't like, let's just tell the world. Yeah. They there's were, something. There's, he's got there's some hang up there. there. And what is it about Monica she that can he's tell, not proud about? Right? She can tell it's it's something. What is it? She's really successful and I like her. I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm now sinking too deep into Monica's mm-hmm. shoes that I feel so bad. I just, I understand her point of view. Um, trying to see it from Marshall's point of view. I do think that he doesn't realize there's something deeper. I think yeah. that's what it is. He, yeah, he He's think, being rational for himself, mm-hmm. but in the grander scope of mm-hmm. things... Deep, deep, deep down. Yeah, that's always how it goes. You rationalize what you're feeling and whatever is the easiest way at the moment. And for him, it was, oh, yeah, of course, my family's crazy. That's why I, I feel this way about announcing our relationship. It would have been better if he's like, sure, we can't go public because my fans are crazy. Look how they tanked Sam's game. But my parents and my sister, they all know about you and they love you. Or they all know about you and they have their opinions. But there's no such – there's nothing yeah, for weird. Monica to hang on to here. Yeah. I feel bad for her, and I think yeah. it's going to come up again because mm-hmm. it came up at the hospital. So, yeah. So we go back to Charles and Sam, and Charles is still trying to get her out of her comfort zone. And he has this image of the people in Sam's life stunting her social growth. And in that image is her dad, her mom, her brother, her friend Angela, her friend Vicky, Link – What do you think? Is that the group of people that are actually stunting her growth or is Charles being a little too overprotective here? I think what makes this complicated is her illness when she was younger, you know, and so that makes everybody sort of build a fence around her to keep her safe. So while I don't totally see it now, I, I believe that that is a real scenario based on her history. So that makes me want to jump onto the Sam and Charles ship a little bit harder because he didn't know her through that time of her life. Everyone else in that circle that surrounds her, that stunts her, that loves her, that overprotects her, you know, they knew her when she was ill. 
No, I'm not ready for a, a Charles and Sam ship. <laughs> we I'm can not there. agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but that makes me feel like she needs somebody who ha- doesn't see her in that light. Yeah, she can like need them platonically. That's fine. Need. <laughs> All right, I understand. <laughs> so they're in an elevator, and Charles gives Sam a choice to join him in the meeting that he has with the client or to basically kind of demote herself from his assistant. Um, and she has like a few seconds to choose. What did you think Sam was going to choose? I mean, I was very sure that she was going to follow Charles. Me too. And then the elevator door started closing, <laughs> and I got real nervous. <laughs> Me too. Like, Sam, don't let your life like pass her you by. Like, disappearing behind the doors. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> don't let your life pass you by, Sam. But then she did choose it. And I, mm-hmm. I even Charles, there was a moment, there's a little panel that Monkey drew where he, like, sighed in relief. It was like, oh, whew. Because he was very nervous that she wasn't going to follow him. He doesn't know where she is in her journey yet in her life Mm -hmm. in terms of being bold, being courageous, and being confident. You know, it's something she has to work on. I will say that at that actual meeting, Sam spoke up a lot more than I thought she would. Which brings me to my question. So Demeter, Dimitri, the name of the man who is in the meeting with Sam and Charles. There's two of them on one side of the table. There's one client on the other. You feel like there's a ship kind of about to sail with Dimitri and Sam? Well, it was the end where he's like, it was great meeting you, Sam. I can't wait to see you again. And then, you know, he smiled at her. That's all it takes for you. That's all it takes for me. <laughs> That's all it takes for me. I don't know why I'm making fun of Josh when just a new person arrives in a webtoon and I'm like, oh, oh, right? shit. She just got rejected by Link and so there's like an open space. There is. Uh-huh. It's like where you lost a baby tooth but you're waiting. There's like this phantom space where something's going to grow mm-hmm. there. Dimitri grows there. <laughs> That's your ship for Sam. Yep, that's it. Is that your honest ship? No, it's Marshall, obviously. Okay, you you ship Sam and Marshall. All right, so that whole meeting, there kind of was like a good cop, bad cop situation going on Mm -hmm. that Sam didn't know she was a part of. I thought it got to the edge of flirtiness when they left the meeting and then Charles was still pretending to be mad. And she was so, so nervous. And he said he liked watching her squirm. And she jabs him in the chest. And she's like, you shouldn't make fun of me, you jerk. And he touches her forehead. What about all that physical touch? I, I had a question for you there. Um, okay, I'm still not on the Charles Sam ship, right? Um, but the, I really like how Manji uses Sam's forehead. I've never seen or thought of the forehead as a space that's romantic, but now I'm like, whoa, wow. You know, because it did the flashback of Marshall flicking her and then Link kissing her on the forehead, and now this touch. It's like, that. that's like Sam's zone is her forehead. <laughs> Sam's zone. That's the hot zone right uh-huh. there is her forehead. That's actually really a good point that she did well. And mm-hmm. also, you may not remember, but when we were dating, there was a time where you kissed me on the forehead. Actually, we weren't dating yet. We were friends, but I knew it was moving forward into something else because you kissed my forehead. Yes. And I'll never forget it. So maybe, I don't know, as a woman, there's something there for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's a really good point to bring up. So at the end of episode 87, I believe. Sam, she had some coffee. You know what it's like to have like an energy drink or coffee before bed. You can't sleep. She's thinking about her love life and she replaces Link with Charles. That didn't get you on the ship at all? No. 
<laughs> no, I'm not on the ship. Um, what did you think about her replacing Link with Charles? Was it out of heartbreak? Was it out of actual interest in Charles? I mean, Charles is an attractive guy. And whenever somebody's pushing you to be better, True. like you're going to be drawn to them. True. But I, I feel like the way Charles does it is that he's he holds himself at a different level from her. And that's never going to be closed in a relationship. I feel like he's always going to be manipulating her. And just like how the meeting went, where she didn't know what was going on, but he did. I feel like that would be the relationship in a nutshell. I kind of agree with you. Unless Charles opens up about his previous failures in love and his current love life with her, I do feel like he'd be at a different level. And that's something I worry about with them being unbalanced. I want him to push her to be confident. I want yes. someone in her life to do that for her because it's not going to be her dad. It's not going to be her mom. It's not going to be Link or Angela or Vicky at this point. But at the same time, I feel like you're right. I don't know now. You're just convincing me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Charles is totally capable of having that sort of vulnerability where they they match and right. they become on the same level. He is level. capable He's of it. He's capable of that. And we... We just haven't seen that happen yet. It might happen. It It might not. So in episode 88, we see Marshall gaining health by being with Monica. Do you remember those plus signs in green? Yeah. So I feel like it was a moment where it shows that the relationship might be meant to be. I'm all turned around as a fan. (laughs) I don't know who to ship sometimes. Sometimes I really do ship them. When you said their relationship is so mature that they can talk about these things, we're about to delve into another very mature um, subject that Marshall and Monica have to attack, and I think they did it pretty well. So basically, the doctor's like, you guys can't have sex. Marshall's heart cannot handle it, any kind of stimulation or intimacy in that way at all. And, you know, what's going to happen to their relationship? It's going to be four weeks, and I know that was a primary part of the relationship before. I think it, they've only been dating for a little while, not a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is going to happen in the next four weeks? Are they going to break up? Are they going to stay together? What does your gut say? I think they're going to do just fine. Okay, good. Yeah. I think. Well, four weeks is a long time because it's only been <laughs> a little while since we, we entered this world to begin with, right? True. So who knows? But um, I don't think it's going to be the lack of physical intimacy that does them in. Yeah, that won't be it. It'll be the lack of telling people that you're dating Monica. It'll be whatever deep, dark feeling that Marshall has that's keeping him from announcing to his family at the very least. Come on, Marshall. That he has a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I think it would be... Okay, so I ship Sam and Marshall together sometimes, right? And you do too. That's your main ship. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it would be super shady to see Marshall flirt with Sam during these four weeks like any other time you'd be like oh but right now when he can't be with his girlfriend in a physical way to see him really really flirt with Sam and maybe touch her put her arm around her would make me feel some type of way for Monica do you feel like that's a possibility yeah yeah Yeah. I think that's fair and I feel like Marshall just needs to watch his health and take care of himself because he does prioritize his health like really low on the list Monica cares so much about him. She told him to take breaks. She told him to not work so hard. He overworked. And it's funny how they see things differently. One thing that stood out to me, and it was a few episodes back, is when she said, you did all of this for a fan. She sees Sam as a fan, 
Marshall does see her as more than that, someone who's dedicated, someone who loved him and watched all of his YouTube videos or YouTube videos, and he kind of betrayed her, you know? Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, Sam is not just a fan, right? She's she's a peer, and she's someone who sees Marshall in ways that, you know, normal fans don't. True. She's a game developer. She's his next door neighbor. Mm -hmm. There's a more of a connection than that that Monica does not see at this time. About sex and their relationship, Marshall says, it's the only thing I'm positive you're happy about in a relationship. That made me feel kind of sad because it's more than that for Monica and she affirms it in this moment. And I think that's why it's important that they have this moment because maybe that's why he hasn't told his family. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dating a girl, but she's only in it for the sex. It's the only thing I know she likes. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's uh, um, kudos to Manji because I feel like that's getting in the headspace of a man pretty well. That a lot of um, attention for for a man is paid to like how they're doing in that way. You know what I mean? How Mm -hmm. they're performing and what's the response. And, And for Monica... You know, obviously the relationship is so much more than that. And, and and for Marshall, you know, as he develops and matures in the relationship, it'll be so much more than that as well. Um, so I, I feel like that's a nod to Marshall's immaturity in a bit, but also very realistic immaturity, um, especially at this stage of the relationship. And Monica says your heart is why I'm here. She likes him for who he is. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so special. Obviously. It's hard not to ship <laughs> them sometimes. But also, Marshall sees his heart as this black thing that no matter how good it is, when he touches it, it becomes black. I'm right. sure that's their main problem. Right. Good writing. Yeah, there might be like this thing that's blocking him from telling people is that he just fundamentally believes he's unlovable. And there must be some mistake to be getting this attention from Monica or something. I think that's what it is. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy to say, I think the only reason you're here, the only thing I'm sure you're happy about is the sex. It's crazy to say that to someone. Yes. It's not crazy, but that's how Marshall feels. And that's not necessarily how anyone else would interpret their relationship. Just him. Okay. So episode 89. We are at the Daily Grind Cafe where Link works. We've got Sam. We've got her friends there. And she's talking about everything that's going on in her life. When Link does show up. He says, like, hey, Sam, in a very casual way, how's it going? And she is having a hard time being super casual about it. So where is Link's head at? Does he think he did everything right with his rejection of Sam and things are just back to normal? Is he bluffing his way through it? What was your interpretation of that? I felt like he was just bluffing his way through it and he was just better at that than Sam. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote, but Sam can't be normal here (laughs) Mm -hmm. because it'd be really hard when someone you said, hey, like, Let's move into something more romantic. And they're like, I think you're my sister. <laughs> I don't think you're attractive at all. It's just, it must be harder for her than it is for him. Right. But wouldn't it be also even harder for her if he showed that it was hard for him? You know what I mean? If he was awkward, wouldn't that just like double her awkwardness? Aren't we giving Link a lot of credit though? What if he just doesn't feel awkward at all? He's like, I squashed that. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Sam and I are back to normal. He wasn't back there in the sort of storage room thinking about, oh no, how is Sam feeling right now? He was not fretting. He was just wondering about toilet paper. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 I think it could be interpreted a lot of different ways. And finally, episode 90, 
was a flashback of Sam meeting Angela. I can't remember. Do you ship Angela and Link together or not? I do. I do too. I mean, it's been a while since we've had any wind in those sails, but yeah. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) But now it's starting up again, but also not. I thought she said something kind of weird, which was like, I can talk to Link for you and like convince him that he's wrong. And I thought that was, it was sweet that she feels that way, that she wants to protect her friend. But also, that'd be so weird. It's not eighth grade. Your friend can't be like, here's why you should like my friend. Mm-hmm. Don't reject her. You you rejected her last week, but you know what? Here's why she's so great. It wouldn't look good. So no. I, I appreciated that Sam said, no thanks, Angela, to that. And yet, Angela still kind of went back there, didn't she? Yeah, because it's not about Sam. It's about Angela and Link to her. Tell you know me what I mean? More. Well, I mean... She's like, oh, this is an emo- this is a chance to have an emotional encounter with Link. You know, obviously she rationalizes it away. This I'm doing this for my friends, but also there's probably some, you know, emotional satisfaction in having it out with Link, the boy that you actually like. Yeah. I think there's no denying that Angela has feelings for Link ever since the time when she's, you know, she was in the hospital and she was like, I don't want Link mm-hmm. to see me like this. She's always kind of had some feelings for him and wanted to protect her image when it comes to him so it wouldn't be too far off to say that deep 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 down maybe more than she knows she just wants to go in there and have a heated conversation with him because that's exciting that's fun it's a Mm -hmm. guy you like okay right i agree with that before i was like i don't think she went in there being like i'm gonna move forward in my relationship with link (laughs) (laughs) but um she does care about Sam more than anything. That's what the flashback showed us. She's there to defend Sam. But Angela is a part of that circle that Charles said kind of stunts your growth. And I see it here. She said, please don't talk to him. Angela's running in there talking to him. How do you think this is going to go? Prediction time as we wrap up this podcast episode. Um, I think we're going to get a furious makeout scene in the storage room. Do you really think no, that? No, I don't really think that. <laughs> I... Um, I think that Link's going to get yelled at. And then maybe apologize to Sam later. Yeah. I think so, too. It'd be crazy. It would be absolutely insane if he and Angela ended up kissing. I think I would feel some type of way because he just rejected her friend. She needs to wait, like, a little bit of time <laughs> before moving in. Right. But that would that would be tension there if, like, you're having a secret relationship with a guy that just dumped your friend. I, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm down with whatever Mongi wants to do with the series. Mm-hmm. We're obviously very latched in. So thank you, Josh, for joining us on this very special recap episode to just cover what's been going on and let's play. You're welcome. Each Tuesday, I like to share a Webtoon recommendation from one of the Webtoon listeners. I get a lot of these recommendations, and so this week's recommendation comes from Angel Liner Bington, aka Angel, who reached out on Instagram to say, if you haven't checked it out yet, I'd like to recommend Midnight Poppy Land to you. It just got featured recently and seems very intriguing. So yeah, I subscribed to Midnight Poppy Land and I read all the available episodes and it is extremely intriguing. It's a great start so far and I hope to include it in future podcast episodes. So thank you, Angel, for the recommendation and I can't wait to include Midnight Poppy Land in future podcast episodes.
If any of you have a recommendation that you want to share, you can send me an email, you can reach out on Instagram or Twitter and let me know in a few short sentences which webtoon you'd like to recommend and why. Wow, you made it to the end of the podcast. We currently have no sponsors, so here's a shout out to a random listener instead. This week's shout out goes to KMKeller21 on Instagram, whose name is Kirby. Thank you for always listening to the podcast. Kirby recently told me she got into Let's Play because of this podcast, so it's the perfect episode to do a shout out. New episodes of Girl Wonder are uploaded on Tuesdays. I'm Joe Rochelle. We'll talk again next week. Bye. Bye.